0: Welcome to the Living Joyfully Podcast, where we talk about the intricacies of being in relationship with the people in our lives. Let's dig deep, challenge paradigms, choose connection, and live joyfully.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Living Joyfully Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to explore relationships with us, who we are in them, out of them, and what that means for how we move through the world. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about moving beyond polarizing paradigms, right, wrong, good, bad, blame, fault. These are all paradigms, and it's pretty interesting when you start exploring if they are serving us or hindering us in our relationships with others. So I love teasing apart the ideas of right and wrong, because on the surface, it seems like a simple and very useful concept. And I think it can be when it's applied to our own personal journey. You know, what feels right to me? What doesn't feel right? How do I want to act in the world? who is the person I want to be in the world? It's when we start to try to impose our ideas of right or wrong or act as if there's one definition, you know, one definitive definition, that it really just stops learning. So standing staunchly in what could feel like a very justifiable position stops learning. Instead, we can ask, why does someone have a certain belief or act in a certain way? Why do some people agree with it and others don't? You know, how can we move beyond that thought to start looking at the people involved and even more importantly, looking at the needs behind the behavior? What's driving the behavior? What's driving the action? And as we lean into that, we learn more about the person and perhaps gain new insights into the whole situation, insights we wouldn't have seen had we stayed stuck in our position of there's one right way. and so. When we just look at behavior and judge it as right and wrong, you know, we're losing this chance to connect with the person in front of us, be that person, our child, a friend, our partner, we're losing our chance to understand their motivation and the need behind it, and It's in that place of refraining from judgment that we can choose connection and understanding. If the behavior is impacting us, I guarantee you the fastest way to stop it while still remaining connected is to address that underlying need. Because once the need is addressed, the offending behavior no longer serves a purpose and it just falls
0: away. Yes, 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 yes. Judging another person's behavior is so often disconnecting. And that's precisely because it's a surface level perspective, right? Digging in to find the underlying need they are trying to address with that behavior hits so many more connecting notes between us. We learn more about them. They feel more seen and heard. The challenging behavior fades and there's much less need for any relationship repair at the end of it all. And another situation where the idea of right and wrong can cause upset in relationships is in how someone else chooses to do something, right? (laughs) Beyond behavior, is there really a right way to pack the dishwasher? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Or to fold clothes or to play with a toy, Surely, there are ways that are right for us. We absolutely have our preferences, but we can take that too far when we expect others to do things the same way that we do. It's like when we expand right for us to mean right period. Of course, sometimes those other ways just kind of grate on us, right? (laughs) Like utensils the wrong way up in the dishwasher. Mm -hmm. I have found it helpful in those moments to remind myself that the way they are doing it probably feels just as right to them as my way feels to me. That is always such a good reminder. I also, (laughs) yeah, right, right. I still use it all the time, <laughs> just as a way to process. And I also sometimes ask myself, well, if I believe that my way really is the best way, am I willing then to be the one who does the task? Or might I instead choose to be just grateful that someone else has done it? Because either of those choices is more connecting in a relationship than trying to control another person's actions. It's like the relationships are is my lens. It's my priority. I'm also going to bring those considerations into my self-talk, into what I'm thinking about the situation or the rub that's happening. Right.
1: Right. And then it boils down to choices too. You know, am I going to choose this dishwasher being loaded this way versus this relationship, you know, am I going to put that above? And so I think it's just really interesting to play with those ideas and really walk yourself through it versus when we get stuck in that, no, this is the way (laughs) (laughs) we have this, you know, shrapnel that has injured lots of people around us from that. But um, it's it's kind of the same too with the ideas of good and bad. So again, that boils down to a judgment, often a snap judgment of how something or someone fits into our ideas of how things should be. But you know, we're talking about humans here, and as we've discussed before, humans are complex. They are different, and they absolutely resist fitting neatly into boxes. So if we go back to behavior and we label it as good or bad, we again lose sight of the need that they're trying to meet. And we do it a lot with children. You're a good boy if you're doing this thing I want you to do, and a bad boy if not. So you're a good boy if you're sitting still and being quiet, and a bad boy if you're fidgeting and making noise. What if your whole body is telling you to move? What if you've been sitting for hours and you just can't do it anymore? If instead we look at the need, we don't have to judge the person. We can help them figure out how to meet the need or to see if the environment is not the best place for them right now. And what that does is develop a person who doesn't see themselves as good or bad based on you know, outside opinions, but a person who can listen to their body, state their needs and find solutions that work in the environments
0: that they're in. Yeah. And for me, this, this whole area, it was a realization that people really are different. You know, as we talked about that in episode three and I love that it keeps coming up in most episodes. Um, but if that realization helped me ease up on judging other people through my personal lens of good and bad. So, I could see that choices that felt good to me didn't necessarily feel good to others. And if I wanted to understand their perspective, I needed to learn more about what was going on. And when I have relationships as my priority, I really do want to understand them better. Right? These are my loved ones. These are the people I choose to have in my life. I really do want to understand them better. And I want to help them process through whatever's feeling off for them, finding solutions that feel good to them. Again, in the context of those deeper connected relationships, the framework of good and bad is surface level and limiting. The real world is so much richer and messier all at the same time, right? (laughs) so much richer,
1: so much messier.
0: <laughs> and like you
1: said, you know, that's
0: where the learning
1: is though. You know, sticking to cut and dry one right way answers just shuts down learning and connection. And so another thing we do is we tend to judge situations as good or bad. And so I'm just going to pop in a quick paraphrase of the Dallas farmer story who says that maybe might be a more useful idea. And so The paraphrase, uh, the farmer's son lets out their one horse. The village says, what bad luck. Maybe, says the farmer. The horse returns with a herd of other horses. What good luck, they say. Maybe, says the farmer. The son breaks his leg working with one of the new horses. What bad luck, they say again. Maybe, says the farmer. The army comes to the neighborhood to conscript the young men. His son isn't taken because of the broken leg. So life is filled with events. If we spend our time judging each one as it comes along, we take ourselves out of the moment. We don't know how things will unfold. So let's just face what's in front of us. Without judgment keeps fear out of the equation. It keeps us squarely in the moment. And that is the only thing that we have control over anyway.
0: Right? I love that point. When we're judging all the things that are happening around us, that thinking takes us into our heads and it takes us out of the moment. And the other piece is we lose our sense of flow, like not literally flow moment to moment per se, but as the story tells us, flow over time, like things in the world are connected. That That is another uh, you know thing that culturally we kind of stumble around. We're very much, here's the thing in front of me today, gonna do it efficiently productively it's done good bad however and then just move on to the next thing but there there is a thread that connects so many moments over time that it's it's so interesting just to keep that lens it helps us realize we don't need to judge all the things because maybe it might be helpful along the way
1: (laughs) and for me that thread is really a trust in the unfolding You know, that I may not see it all now, but but there's a thread and it's unfolding. And, you know, I don't want to be judging each thing as good or bad because I feel like it derails and I I just want to kind of trust in in that unfolding. Um, I, I think it's important to realize that when we're judging other people or their actions, you know, we're missing this opportunity for deeper understanding And what usually ends up being a pretty thinly veiled ploy for control often when we're judging, you know, I think it's important to look at that for a minute, because when we're judging someone's action, what is our goal? What do we want to happen? Do we think it will help our relationship? you know do we think it'll change what they're doing maybe but is how will that feel you know and so then to flip it around how does it feel when someone's judging us you know does it make us feel closer to that person does it make us want to change our behavior you know most likely it makes us want to pull away or double down you know even if it might not serve us you know judgment really has no place in our relationships in its place, though, we can use inquiry. We can with have this genuine openness and desire to understand because, like you said, these are our most important relationships. Like, I want to understand them. I want to know what makes them tick. I want them to feel good about how we're moving forward. You know, that keeps us connected as we learn more about each other, and it also allows a place where our concerns or ideas can be met with curiosity and not defensiveness on both sides because that's the environment that we're
0: cultivating yes because judgment really is all about us right it is it, yeah. so much about <laughs> how we're seeing how what we want to happen but yeah. a connected and loving relationship is about both people and i also love and often use the thought experiment of flipping things around to see how i would feel if i was on the receiving end of things it doesn't feel good to be judged. And I notice that my defensiveness rises, leaving me with little space to consider changing things up and learning something new. No, I'm going to defend this. I'm going to hold on maybe even longer than I would normally if I wasn't feeling judged. I am much more apt to be open and curious when someone approaches me with information without that side dish of judgment. And you mentioned <laughs> just feels so much less controlling, right? Like it feels like we're on the same team. We're going to try and figure this out. You just brought me some new information. I, and you gave me the space to like hear it, bring it in and see if it makes sense to me. That's Right. right. It's not controlling anymore. Exactly. Now you're open. You're curious. You're learning.
1: You're both learning. And how different is that? Like you can learn from each other. I think when we when we're feeling judged, it it really puts up a wall to what they're saying, like what they're saying might be helpful, but not when it's delivered with that side dish of judgment, you know, we're not even going to hear it. And so, you know, again, these are our most important people. We want to stay connected. So uh, yeah, just so important to keep in mind. Okay. So the blame fault matrix is another paradigm that is so common in our culture. It's really easy and at times comforting <laughs> to lay that blame on someone else. You know, if you didn't do this, I would think like that, act like this, you know, X wouldn't have happened. The problem is when we focus on blame, we never look at our role and we never dig deeper into the whole situation. We're never getting to that underlying need on either of our parts. And blaming is just a surefire way to create a rupture in a relationship no one wants the finger pointed at them. It makes us feel that this love that we have is conditional. If you don't be- way, behave the way I think that is good or right, you know, I'm going to blame you for things that have happened. I'm going to withdraw my love potentially. And again, it's just that judgment and blame. It just creates just craters in relationships that, that, I mean, I believe ruptures can be healed and that a repair is super important, but we don't need to just keep
0: creating, you
1: know, like, let's just try not to keep creating them.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> they absolutely. That is uh, an important part of a relationship, the the repair, because it's always going to go smoothly. But we don't need to keep setting ourselves up for these challenges, right? It is just so fascinating to think about how urgently people look around to find someone to blame when something goes right. We all want, it's not my fault, it's not my fault, no, no, no. <laughs> And how often once we find someone to blame, that's the end of it, right? Like we want to move on. It's not really surprising then when it keeps happening over and over because we're not really learning anything that we can bring forward with us for the next time. Instead, when we approach the situation with the energy that we're all on the same team, we can empathize with our partner or our child or friend about the upset. Because chances are they aren't particularly happy about it either. We can listen to them, support them as they process things and brainstorm with them about different things they might try next time, right? So just think about how you'd like others to help and support you when something you do goes sideways Mm -hmm. and just try that. How would it feel for me if someone did this? Well, let me try doing that. But for someone else, when things go sideways with something they've
1: done or said, right? How? Oh my gosh. We all just want to be held in those times when things go sideways. We just want to be understood at least or have somebody not pointing the finger at us because we know what we've done half the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? We don't need that outside judgment. We really just need somebody that's like, hey, where do you want to go from here? What can we do next? You know, how can we fix this? What can we do? And so it's just such a different energy to bring. And I think, especially because we're talking about our most important relationships, it's just worth that work to find that kindness and compassion. So yeah, so important. Um, So for me, you know, all the things that we've talked about today, and lots more out there fall into this, mm, the idea of kind of black and white thinking, you know, and life and for sure relationships are lived in the gray. And I really feel like so much suffering and so many relationship issues boil down to this black and white, right and wrong thinking. There's not one right way to do or be. There just isn't. You know, we make the choices we make in each moment based upon all kinds of factors including very changeable things like how much sleep have i had or food (laughs) you know understanding the context of the moments the needs of the individuals involved and cultivating that open curious mindset allows us to learn and to grow we can develop deeper relationships because they're based on the understanding that we're doing the best we can in each moment and that our behaviors are trying to meet a need So when judgment is set aside, we can look at all the factors that make up the context and keep connection at the forefront. We can talk about our needs and the impact something is having on us with an eye to understanding one another and to work together to find solutions that feel good to us both. You know, so I decided to look up antonyms of polarizing when we were naming this episode and their unification, connection and attachment. And I thought, oh, yeah, you know, that really sums it up. Why I choose to let go of paradigms that don't serve me in my relationships, why I choose to remain open and curious. Because being connected in meaningful ways to the important people in my life is
0: my highest priority. Yes, right, right? I think when we see polarizing ideas, things that divide people into two opposing groups like right and wrong or good and bad, that is a great clue to dig deeper. Things are rarely that simple, especially when it comes to relationships with the people we love. As you said, Anna, life is lived between those two poles in the gray. And while sometimes that can definitely feel more nebulous, it is also, as we've mentioned, so much richer and it's more connected with the real human beings that we're choosing to be in relationship with. Celebrate the gray. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay.
1: So let's talk about a few questions for Pondering this week. So how does it feel when someone puts their ideas of right or wrong on you? I think it's just always good to flip this around. So just how does it feel? Because we've all had it happen, you know, so how does that feel? Do you notice an area where polarizing paradigms are impacting an important relationship? How would it feel to let it go and lean in to understand? And I think there's lots of times now where we have these polarizing beliefs that happen. What would it feel like to kind of let go of the rightness of your position and just lean in to try to understand where that person's coming from?
0: And I love. I just want to say, I want to bring back, you mentioned open and curious, and I love how that helps us here. It's not about letting go of feeling right isn't about replacing it with I'm wrong. Right. Or changing your mind at all. <laughs> exactly. It's It's more expansive. It's bigger. It's about being open and curious to see how else. Other people are seeing things or feeling about things. Anyway, yeah, I just wanted to pop in. We Just learn more. Again, it may not change our opinion,
1: but maybe it gives us more information about the situation. Or maybe it's the through their eyes that we've talked about, too. We see why they got there because their life is different than ours. Their experiences are different. So it just, you know, letting go of that kind of strong held right just opens up. Again, it doesn't mean it's going to change your opinion necessarily, but I think it will give you a lot more information about the people around you. Okay. So number three, how do you feel when someone blames you for something and you don't see it the same way? So that can just give you some good clues about how blaming at any time <laughs> never feels good, no matter what And the person thinks that they're very right. You know, that blaming just doesn't feel good. And number four, have you seen judgment impact a relationship with someone you love? And so I think that's really good to dig in. And I would say if you have children, you know, really look at that too, because I think we do tend to lean into judging children about how they're spending their time or what they're doing and how is that impacting the relationship. But you'll also see it with your partners and friends and extended family. So just where's judgment coming into play? See where it's coming at you. See where you're putting it out there
0: and think about what it would feel like if you could let that go. I think that it will be a huge one too. Like, just because even if we're not sharing our judgments, like we take that first step, okay, I didn't say it. At that point, we can start to notice we still may still have an energy about it. We may still be bringing that piece, like, and most people can sense that. Children can sense that (laughs) for sure. (laughs) Can sense when we are bringing a judging energy and our questions that they they feel less open and curious and more pointed right when we're asking questions
1: Exactly. And, and less willing to even talk about it. Like they're less willing. I think we're less willing to even share our perspectives with people when we feel that judgment coming at us. So think about that in reverse with your with people like, huh, why aren't they telling me this? Or why do you know, because well, if they're sensing judgment, that may be stopping that conversation right there. So yeah, because yeah. okay. you don't need to be giving them evidence. It's what it feels like. Exactly, right, right, right. Because you know, they're sitting there waiting for like, what can I judge you about the situation? So yeah, like that's not the energy we want with these people that we love, you know, that's not at all. And it's absolutely something we can change. Even if it's something we've done historically, we can absolutely change it. Okay, and part of it would be this. So (laughs) number five, how would you, how would it feel to let go of black and white thinking and really dig into the gray with the people in your life? You know, to, to trust that, they're doing things for reasons that make sense to them and learning more about them, you know, letting go of this, just these really strong, again, polarizing paradigms. So I think it just, it will be interesting to see just kind of steep in that for a little bit and see where it's impacting the
0: relationships and how that could possibly be different. Right. I think that can be just such a fundamental mindset shift and it's internal. It's something that we can completely just play with ourselves for the first while. Like, We don't have to make any declarations. (laughs) We could just, you know, just
1: play around with it. How does it feel? And okay, yeah, I do like the way it feels to just be more open and to not be judging everyone around me. And I remember someone um, in my life before telling me that she found her judgments of everyone else was because she was so harshly judging herself And so once she could get to that place of not harshly judging herself, she had no need or desire to judge the people around her. And so, you know, that's another piece to kind of turn around and look at as well. So we hope that everyone is enjoying their holiday season. And hopefully some of the ideas we've been discussing will even make those big family gatherings a bit more enjoyable. Thank you so much for listening. And we will be back in two weeks. So take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate you being here with us as we explore ways to improve our relationships and understand ourselves better. You can find us on Instagram at Living joyfully Podcast, and join us next week as we dig deep, challenge paradigms, choose connection, and live joyfully.